This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Tracy Spangenberg, Associate Chief Pharmacy Officer at UC San Diego Health. Tracy, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. What a privilege to be here. Now, I know we've got a lot to talk about, and I am really looking forward to learning more about what you're doing from the pharmacy side of things at UC San Diego. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Well, thank you. Um, Yes, I I began my pharmacy career by graduating from university with a a pharmacy degree from the University of KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa. Um, I've been very fortunate to navigate across multiple facets of the pharmaceutical industry. Um, And I think it broadens my perspective on a a variety of ways in which the stakeholders operate in this space also privileged to operate in a third world and first world health delivery system. And I think that uh, sensitizes me to the needs uh, of the varieties of populations that we serve. Um, In South Africa, I began my career in hospital pharmacy at Johannesburg General, um, and then navigated into manufacturing, sterile manufacturer for one of the big farmers, um, and then long-term care. Um, And then I was very fortunate to be offered a position with a retail chain drugstore group in uh, the U.S. And so I took myself off to the U.S. and was, uh, again, fortunate to be a retail regional leader um, uh, of drugstore chains in Southern California. Um, And then navigated over to the PBM space, uh, more specifically mail order and was VP of operations for the third largest mail order in the country um, and did that for about nine years. Um, And now I have joined an academic medical center uh, pharmacy at UC San Diego Health, um, probably one of the best uh, pharmacy delivery models in in the country for a health system. Wow, what an amazing career. And it seems like you've been able to touch so many different aspects of healthcare and certainly uh, lots of different experiences in the pharmacy space, whether it's retail or on the PBM side, as you mentioned, um, different healthcare environments, and then to now a large academic medical center. So, you know, given all of those experiences that you've had and in, in knowledge that you've gleaned, what do you see as being some of the biggest issues right now within healthcare? What do you spend most of your time on or what are you prioritizing? You know, great question, and there's just so much evolving in this space, so it's hard to narrow down. But if I was to do so, I I think these would be my top five. Um, And the first three are really interrelated with each other. Um, The first is really the cost of care and drug spend. Um, With the evolution of biologics, with uh, changes in in new uh, treatment uh, therapies, for example, in the diabetes and weight management space, and uh, the biggest, which is the immersion of the novel drug market, it really has increased the cost of drug spend. As we are a, a health insurance healthcare system in this country, If you look at an insurance model, um, these increased costs are going to influence all of us. So it is all of our problem um, in cost of care and drug spend. The second related to this uh, increase in spend is the immersion of the novel drug market 
and its influence on supply chain changes. Um, the previous modality in small molecule drugs was, you know, going to treat millions for cholesterol and mass production and mass distribution models made sense. With these novel drugs treating rare diseases, which is amazing if you think about individuals with rare diseases now have hope, but they are very complex patients and very small patient cohorts. So that old mass distribution model doesn't necessarily work when manufacturers go to market. So keeping a very close eye on supply chain changes. The third, which is also related to the spiking cost of care, is the vertical in in integration of payers, PBMs, care providers, specialty pharmacy. You know, it almost reminds me of medieval days, you know, where you had uh, kingdoms where they had castles and um, they were constantly looking for barons to to partner with, to build moats around their lands and territories to fend off the enemy. And, and in this case, the enemy is a rising, uh, rising cost. But with this vertical integration, it almost is causing increased fragmentation of care um, as these stakeholders are hunkering down behind their castle uh, battlements and uh, really increasing costs and administrative burden. And I just picture the patient left on the battlefield. The irony of this is if you think about the lifetime of an individual, there are only really about seven major players in healthcare, um, and that patient that's on the battlefield is going to be a patient of one of the seven over their lifetime, and maybe multiple times, as they change careers and jobs and move from one healthcare provider to another. So it really behooves all the stakeholders to take a look at the entire lifetime and outcomes of a patient, because it's going to be one of them. You know, they're going to join their organization at one point or another um, as they continue over their, over their lives. The fourth, I think, which is uh, very exciting, is the involving role of a pharmacist. You know, pharmacy has the highest number of touch points uh, with patients uh, throughout a year. People are picking up prescriptions every 30 days, every 90 days, and has the most touch points out of any healthcare provider in the system. Probably one of the best kept secrets is those corner drug stores and, and pharmacy and healthcare systems have doctors of pharmacy that are available and willing to serve the patients in the community. They are truly the connective tissue across the specialty silos in the healthcare system and navigate across the horizontal plane. What I mean by this is the majority of being patients are now being taken care of in specialty services, whether it's endocrinology, rheumatology, uh, you name it. The pharmacist is the one healthcare professional that navigates horizontally. When you're presented with a prescription or a patient in a pharmacy, you're not just looking at one medication at a time. You really are holistically reviewing that patient profile. So super excited as I feel like it's the sleeping giant in the healthcare continuum um, and watching closely uh, as to how that role of the pharmacist plays out over the next few years. In fact, to this point, 
Um, there was an article in Becker's just recently about healthcare at risk of being 124,000 physicians short by 2034. We are already having a major provider shortage. Um, so how can pharmacists fill that role? In the United Kingdom, uh, they just launched in January of 2024 uh, an initiative called Pharmacy First, uh, which is part of the National Health Service. And this is part of their primary care recovery plan where patients are diverted to the corner drugstores or boots or whatever it is in um, in, in United Kingdom to take care of seven uh, minor conditions, things like sinusitis or sore throat or in, insect bites. So, so very interested and curious to see how that evolves. My fifth uh, top priority is AI, and I think that's and technology in general. I think that's probably on most people's line of sight. Yeah, wow. I, I think you're 100 percent right, and I appreciate you outlining all five of those areas. Whether it's looking at the cost of care and especially drug spend, supply chain challenges and changes, the vertical integration of payers, PBMs, providers, specialty care, primary care, and more. You know, having these organizations own so much of the continuum of care in different elements of that certainly has brought some challenges and issues um, to the forefront. And then two, the evolving role of pharmacists. Um, you really laid out very clearly some of the big ways that a pharmacist is changing and pharmacy leadership is changing and what it means for the healthcare space. And, and then finally, artificial intelligence has been on the tip of everybody's tongue, especially the last 18 months. And so um, that's really fascinating to hear. When you're looking at those areas, as well as anything else, what are you most excited about for the next year? And what makes you nervous? Gosh, there's just so much to be optimistic about, you know. Um, and I think probably my, the, I've heightened my optimism uh, working in this academic health system pharmacy, which really delivers world-class uh, care. I have seen firsthand the powerful impact that pharmacy services has across multiple modalities of care. So, uh, you know, investigational drug services, transitions of care out of hospital um, and care, you know, be, pharmacists being part of the patient care care team, uh, research, infusion, inpatient, outpatient services, working together as a machine, you know, for just total patient um care and outcomes and improvement in outcomes, it truly is a wow for me um, on, on what I have seen what pharmacy can do. Um, and it's so exciting for me to be this excited at this point in my career. I've seen massive impact to readmission rates, uh, per member per month costs coming down, speed to optimal therapeutic dose. You know, it's because pharmacists are integrated into the EMR and just working closely and collaboratively with the provider and specialist. And I'm very hopeful that payers and manufacturers will recognize the sleeping giant that we have in these incredible uh, healthcare professionals that can really, um, really drive change in the way healthcare is delivered. And start to think differently about not perpetuating a one-size-fits-all approach to reimbursement and also not a let's do it the same old way in distribution models with uh, limited drug distribution agreements and so on.
Um, another thing that I'm incredibly excited about is, um, you know, I talked about the medieval <laughs> A vertical integration vision that I have, you know, of, 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 you know, this, this getting, getting your encampment together to fight off these drug costs. But I'm also seeing alliances being formed where there are different ways payers are engaging with health systems, manufacturers are engaging in different ways. And I'm, I'm excited to see that there are, there's openness to changing the way things are done. Um, and if you think about it, all of the stakeholders in this healthcare continuum, manufacturers, healthcare systems, payers, providers, government, and most of all the patient, if you were to do a Venn diagram about what it is that we're all trying to accomplish, it really is about lowest cost to most effective care. And so if you think about the goals, the alignment of mutual goals with all these stakeholders is far more, uh, you know, mutual than it is divergent. So how exciting is that, is if all these stakeholders started to look at things uh, about synergies and bringing down care, as opposed to building the moats um, and battlements around their, their territory. I know that I said a lot there, um, but I'm excited to see there's a change. The third thing I'm excited about is AI. Um, I think it can really address the administrative burden um, in healthcare. You know, we have the highest in all of the first world country, um, and I think it's about 30 plus percent of healthcare costs is in administrative burden. And to me, AI is extremely well suited. Uh, to reduce that and, and take and get clinicians back to doing the clinical work for which they're trained as opposed to all the administrative stuff. AI also makes me most nervous. Um, it's pretty ungoverned at this particular point. Um, and garbage in, garbage out. I don't think there's anybody that says we have a perfect healthcare system. It is fraught with health inequity and bias. And uh, it concerns me that if it continues ungoverned, it's going to be learning from very poor clinical data and, and hopefully not influencing clinical um, decision making. The second thing that makes me nervous is legislation. I, I feel individuals with the best of intent, often laws or regulations are put out uh, without true understanding of the massive complexity of our healthcare system um, and have the best of intentions with disastrous impacts to certain players. So there we go. That's what I'm excited and nervous about. All are very great points. And certainly, as you mentioned, you know, it's good to be hopeful and have that optimism. I, I think, as you said, there's a lot to be excited about and certainly looking at what patient care, how it's been boosted in really the potential um, and then, too, obviously, keeping a close eye on AI and other legislation and policy in, in trying to make sure that, um, you know, the complexity is really understood by those who are, you know, crafting laws and um, trying to develop policies because it makes a big difference for patients and communities as well as healthcare organizations. Now, in looking ahead, obviously, healthcare has changed a lot in the last few years and is still on a very rapid pace of change going forward. What do you think the most effective healthcare leaders will need to be successful in the next year or two? 
Well, I don't even pretend to have all the answers to that question, but I will certainly give you my thoughts. Um, the first priority, I think, would be a, a really around people. People are amazing. And the top priority as a leader is a development and alignment of your team to their talents and orchestrating these individuals to work together to accomplish great things. They can do this when they're focused on a common and clear goal, almost pl like playing to the same sheet of music. This is where the impossible becomes possible. The second would be really open to new ways of delivering care, listening and learning, but don't let any new bright and shiny objects derail you from your strategic plans, but be open to slight course adjustments. The third is really to look for synergies inside and outside your organization. We are, all, after all, a healthcare continuum, which means upstream and downstream, we all influence each other. And as a pharmacy leader, knowing that you need to navigate outside of your pharmacy department to be really most effective in influencing change. And I think fourth is advocacy for health equity. As a leader, your voice really matters in this space. Tracy, thank you so much for joining on the podcast today. This has been such a fun and fascinating conversation. I really learned a lot and, you know, um, a lot of what you were talking about resonated with me and I'm sure that it is with our audience as well. Thank you for being here today and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks, to help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.